before I start today, I just wanted to mention like the reason I called this podcast confidence, the reason I came up with that name is because I, I looked on like, you know, the podcast app and I was like looking up the word confidence. And what I noticed is, is like no one had just a singular word confidence. And I was like, that's interesting. It's always like the confidence chronicles, the confidence, this confidence, this or, or blank confidence, like instant com, you know, whatever the fuck people say. Um, but that's the funny thing about confidence is bro. Confidence is concise. Confidence is silent. You don't need to fucking rah, rah, talk about it. If you know what you are, and you are truly confident, it is calm. And that's why I like that that podcast title is because that's what, that's what it is. That's what you're trying to build. This core self-validation, this core self-esteem that just is self-evident. When you are confident at something, it is self-evident. Think about like, yes, LeBron James or, or Messi or any of these huge fucking actors or whoever, right? Think about when they're in their game. I'm not talking about on the outside. I'm talking about when they're playing. You could just see the determination. They don't need to fucking say shit. They don't need to act out. Like, yeah, they might get excited when they do something, right? No, who wouldn't? That's the point of confidence is you celebrate your wins. But at the end of the day, when it comes to the actual actions of confidence, the actions of confidence are fucking silent. Here's my thing. If I want to have, let's say I'm talking about confidence in the bedroom. I'm not going to sit there and tell you, yo, I'm going to dick you down, blah, blah, blah. No, what I'm going to do is I'm not going to talk up my sex game at all. I'm not going to talk about my dick. I'm not going to talk about fucking you. But when the time comes for me to whip my dick out and choke you, and stick it in you, you're going to know what's up. <laughs> when you truly believe in yourself and you've practiced enough and you feel good about what it is that you're doing, you don't, you don't need to make a commotion. It's not loud. It's, like I said, self-evident. It's right in your face. Welcome to Confidence. Uh, my name is Confidence Chris. That's stupid. That's my fucking tag name. My name is Chris. Um, most people used to call me Nappy back in the day, actually. So it's very strange change of pace now that like in my life, most people call me Chris, but back in the day when I was growing up, everybody used to call me nappy. So if you're listening to this podcast and you want to be an OG, you call me nappy, N-A-P-P-I. It's my last name. It doesn't mean diaper. You can go fuck yourself. You know what I mean? Uh, today's podcast, we got a lot of cool shit. If you listen to the last episode, I shared a very deep story about the girl that I was going no contact with and believe it or not. We got in contact. I'm going to tell you who called, what happened, the feelings that are happening. And yeah. And then I'm going to answer some, uh, some questions that you guys gave me from the audience. Um, something like, uh, thoughts on a single person dating somebody with kids. Are you a conservative advice on approaching a girl you don't know? And can I spark a physical attraction in someone who used to see me that way? but no longer does. So I'm going to tackle those questions at the end. But for now, let's start off a little bit about the early part of my week this week. So I go to the gym as I normally do Monday, 
work out, do my thing. Um, I come back home and something that I do, and I know, I don't know if a lot of people do this, but I'm pretty sure you guys do. Uh, but I get home, I'm driving, I'm in my garage, but the garage door is open. So I'm home, but I, and I sit in my car for hella long. Like when I get home, sometimes I just sit in my car. It's a chill vibe. I don't know what it is about just like sitting in your car when you get home. There's just something about that fucking moment. So I'm doing it, right? I'm sitting there. I'm scrolling Instagram, doing my thing. I get out of my car and I hear this girl's voice behind me. And she's like, you're in there for very long. <laughs> I was like, I was like, yeah. I was like, oh, uh, yeah. She's like, I walked all the way to Circle K and back and you're still in your car. Like, that's crazy. And like, I needed to tell you because I'm somebody that would do that. And I was like, oh, and she has a fucking white claw in her hand and a bottle of wine. And I'm like, it's uh, Monday at 7 p.m., by the way. Just very fucking random. I was like, oh, I was like, where are you going? Are you drinking? And she's like, yeah, I was just drinking a little bit. I was like, oh, I don't really drink. Like, I smoke. She's like, oh, you smoke? She's like, I would love to smoke. I was like, oh. I was like, yo, do you want to, like, come in and smoke? Next thing you know. <laughs> Me and this woman, uh, and I say woman because, yeah, I, I get into my house. I find out that homegirl is um, 40. <laughs> she looks like she's about 25. Um, so that was, like, kind of cool. I was like, damn, like, low-key, she's, like, kind of cute. Uh, sit down, chill, we're smoking. She tells me all about her fucking crazy-ass life. Apparently, it was the first time that she was drinking, in six or seven years, she's been in AA. Who the fuck knows? Um, <laughs> she told me that she was drinking today with her family, and this is the first time she's been drunk again in six, seven years. So I'm like, oh, that's really fucking cool. Like, I guess um, she's like telling me about all the crazy shit she did, like, you know, kind of growing up, her crazy exes. And yeah, I don't know. We got onto the couch and started holding her hand. Uh, I don't know. She like gave me this bracelet and next thing you know, like within an hour and a half, um, you know, I had a little glass of wine with her and, uh, yeah, we started, um, <laughs> she's like, I'm pretty horny. <laughs> uh, and yeah, we started, um, fucking on my couch. You know, what's also weird is that she had been celibate. Up into that point. And everybody's going to sit here and be like, nah, how do you know? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I get it. But I'm a pretty fucking honest guy. I know when people are lying to me, for real. Because I could tell by the way that she banged. And what I mean by that is, like, when I was banging her, she was, like, silent. There's two types of girls when it comes to the bedrooms. It's girls that get fucked and girls that know how to fuck. And you're either one of the two. And the girls that get fucked, those to me are the girls that are just a little bit less enthusiastic. They're silent. And they just kind of just like, like I said, you just kind of get fucked. But the girls that know how to fuck, they're enthusiastic. They'll suck you right off. They'll slobber on your shit. They'll get after it, right? They're taking a dick. They're loving it. They're like, fuck me, daddy. 
You know, they're fucking in it. They're getting porked and they're fucking steaming. You know what I mean? They're like bacon. They're fucking popping. Their fat's going everywhere. <laughs> it's fucking greasy. You know what I mean? It's dirty. It's loud. It's nasty. And then you get that fucking turkey bacon pussy. <laughs> that shit is just sitting there sizzling, just really light, just like cooking. And it's like, you know, I don't know. My whole point is this is um, there's a difference between getting fucked and fucking. And ladies, you got to start knowing the difference because some of y'all out here just getting fucked where I'm trying to fuck. I don't know what that had to do with anything, but that was like in relation to Bambi, the girl that I fucked. Like it kind of like, you know what I mean? It's not really enjoyable when like you're just sitting there and I'm like, yo, like, are you like, are you alive? Like, you know, like I know the dick is good and like, I know you're feeling it. Cause like I see it on your face and it looks like you're fucking, you know, having a stroke, <laughs> but like, you know, is anybody home? Like, you know what I mean? Like, hello, like, what do we, you know, like if I have to like put my hands in front of your eyes to like, make sure that you're alive. Um, I don't know. Like. I don't know how many more times I'm going to have sex with you after that. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I don't know how we got here. Uh, so I stopped. I didn't finish. And I'm not sure if she did either. But I'm not sure what the point of that was. But that was the start of my week. So it was really fucking weird. And then I went out. I was kind of having like some serious like intrusive thoughts um, at the club. Like I was just like talking to people and... Honestly, I kind of was feeling a little bit weird, to be honest, um, you know, from our conversation last week. Like, sometimes when I'm at the club now, and I had that situation with that girl that was like, you know, 28, it makes me feel weird because I'm like, I don't really want to be here. Like, I, I mean, and don't get me wrong. Like, I had fun. Like, I, I have fun going out here and there, but like, when I'm just sitting there, it really does fucking hit me. Like, if I'm not with, like, my fucking close-ass friends and we're not, like, really fucked up, like, the club is a very just, like, whatever place to me. I was like, damn, like, yeah, I'm having a good time. And, like, yeah, I could, like, talk to a girl or, like, flirt. And, like, yeah, that feels good. But on the whole, it's like, I don't know. I'm just not finding wifey in there. At least it just doesn't feel like that. Like, it feels like the people that are there are just, like, in their own universe and I'm just like, you know, the conversation, the quality of conversation is just so just sus. And, he, you know, here's the thing. The first night I, I did go out, I took a mixture. I did a little bit of um, shrooms and a little bit of yay. And I was drinking and all things I don't necessarily care to do. But I, I'm on this new kick where it's like, yo, I don't give a fuck. I'm just living life. And I, I'm a big believer in that. Uh, but I think it was at like one 30, I leave the club. I start walking home. I remember on my walk home was when the, the mushroom started to hit me pretty hard. As I'm walking home, I feel the bag of cocaine in my pocket, my drugs in my pocket. And I take it out and I look at it and I fucking threw it on the ground. And I said, never again. I said, never again. I be talking to my drugs when I get fucked up, especially on shrooms. I like, I just start rethinking my whole life. I'm like, I'm like, yo, 
fuck what you do to me, bro. I'm just like, it's all your motherfucking fault. Because here's the thing. When I do that shit, I don't feel very good. Um, and, and so, okay. So after I fucking throw that shit on the ground, I get home. Bro, I had a very weird moment. Like, I was having this, like, weird anxiety of just, like, life. And it was all hitting me at once. I went and sat on my balcony. I'm by myself. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't. I, there was no way I could turn on the TV. I had to just sit there and think. I was feeling hella uncomfortable. I'm like, just went to the club. And, you know, it's it's honestly a weird feeling when you, like, come home after a night out of being, like, super social and you're on all this bullshit. Like, that's to me is when I started having some, like, anxious thoughts of, like, feeling lonely and, like, being like, oh, fuck. Like, you know, I just had, like, a cool night. But, like, you get home and then you're like, damn, you know, I got no one here with me and it's just me. And it's almost like this feeling of like, now what? And I remember sitting on my balcony and I was like, damn, like, I'm really feeling weird, you know? And I, and I started just like reflecting on my life, like reflecting on this situation that I was in. And I just like kept reminding myself, I was like, I don't know. I'm just going through a lot of changes right now, you know, like, it just feels like I don't have uh, a ton of close people around me. And it was just like, it was hard. You know what I mean? Like you just sit there and you're just like, damn, like, is this all there is? You know, in a weird way, because like you go have this fucking crazy ass time. Your serotonin's just fucking going. Then you get back and you're just like, okay, now I got to go to bed and wake up and get to my life. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. But the question that hit me was like, and I think this is almost the key to life or, or the key to being single is can you be happy sleeping alone? Like I asked myself that because I think that's like when a lot of us feel the most lonely, right? It's like at night when you turn that TV off or when you finish doing whatever it is or you're out and being social and you come back home and everything's done and then it's like, I don't know, you like crawl into your bed yeah, you could put your fucking phone on and, and distract yourself from the thoughts. But when that phone turns off and, you're, and your head hits the pillow and no one's next to you, right? And no one's in your phone hitting you up. It's a strange feeling, you know? It feels very isolating. And I think that it's like, honestly, there's something to say. It's almost like a superpower. If you could legit go to bed, hit that bed, and be happy and be happy just being alone and be happy like to take on the next day or to do whatever or to not worry about not getting somebody when you were social or going out. But yeah, like I got home, right? I sat on that balcony by myself and I just like, I don't know. I, I, I accepted it. I said, Chris, can you have the strength to be alone right now? Chris, can you have the strength to understand that you're just feeling weird that you don't have anybody to like say anything to. And it's not that I don't have anybody to text. It's just like, there's no one I want to text. Like there's no one I want to reach out or to contact um, in that moment. It was just like, reflect on your life a little bit. Like, and it just like hit me. Like, you know, I was just like thinking about all of the relationships that I've been in in my life. 
and you know, the people that have wanted me and that I've passed up and I was just like, damn, like life's just always moving. Uh, and that's something I've been reading about a lot too, is you have to expect change in life. Life is change. Life is circulation. Like think about your human body, right? You have blood pumping through you at every second of the day. You are breathing every second of the day. And that is all controlled, not even by you. But it's this idea that literally life is circulation. Life is movement. Um, it's, it's always going to change. It's always going to be different relationships, different people, different situations, uh, you know, just different things happening at all times. And if you're constantly worried about where you're going or getting stuck in a place in the past, it's like you're not moving with the flow of life. And I just understand that at this time of my life, you know, and that's what I was like, you know, when I'm tripping balls, I'm just like having this like realization of like, I can be happy on my own. Like I can be peaceful on my own. Like I am abundant. Like I can take shit to the next level. I go and I read my whiteboard and I start reading all of these words that I wrote down next level, abundant, peace, tranquility, um, confidence, right? Acceptance. Just all of these words that are triggering in my mind that I'm like, yo, it, it, it really is about finding that, finding that Zen. And then I started, bro, I started doing some weird shit. I'm fucking, I turn, I have the lights on. I am walking, practically running around my living room, talking to myself out loud. Literally. I'm like, I don't fucking need her. I'm like, yo, what? I'm good by myself. I'm like, all right. Nah, like. You know, I'm going to figure it out. Like, everything's okay. I'm just, like, having this, like, giant, like, conversation with myself, just speaking out loud to myself about, like, like, I got it all figured out. Like, you know, everything's going to be okay. Like, I'm just going to, like, post videos, and I'm just going to help people. And I don't know. I just felt really good in that moment after taking the, the moment to, okay, you know what it is? It's when you're having those little down moments or you're having those moments where, you do feel anxious as a motherfucker. If you sit in it, and this is something I do too, is I say, all right, be afraid. Allow yourself to be afraid. If you're feeling anxious and you're overthinking something, just say, okay, I'm afraid. All right, I'm afraid. Sure. That's what I say to myself. Okay, I fear that. I fear this. And you'd be so fucking shocked how that acceptance of just that emotion and allowing that fucking fear to sit there, your body sits with it. And because there's actually not really anything to fear, it sits in it for two seconds. It moves past you. And then you hit this fucking just blissful state of thinking. And that to me is why meditation is so important is it's just like, it lets you get into your emotions. It lets you get into your feelings and it lets you accept those feelings and move past them. And I swear to God, every single time I do that and I, and I stop myself for two fucking seconds and I feel whatever bullshit is inside of me and I let it go, I feel this giant bliss like afterwards. And I felt fine and I felt good. And... It just made me realize like I am okay on my own. I don't really care about 
going out that much. Like, like we all have this fucking FOMO that like something out there is happening that's better than what we're doing at home. And I'm like, bro, I'd rather eat healthy. I'd rather go to the gym. I'd rather just read a book. Like the, the knowledge and, and like the conversation that I'm listening and, and reading in this fucking novel is a lot better than the conversation that fucking dickhead Jerry is telling me in my ear about the pussy he's getting tonight. You know what I mean? If I have another conversation about fucking nothing for three hours listening to Drake and the same fucking songs from the 2000s for three the fuck hours, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> and, and, and listen, I'm down to do it every once in a while. Don't get me wrong. And I like to go out there and I like to be the fucking, you know, try to talk to a girl here and there. And it's cute. Like all the girls are hot. They're on their little dress. And like, fuck yeah. Like I'm about that life. But for the most part, like, yo, I I just know I feel so much better when I'm just in my own energy. You know what I mean? I'm doing the things that I legitimately want to do and I'm making time for those things. And if I wake up and I, and I, and I stay out till fucking 5am, you know, my next day, Believe it or not, like you think you're not doing anything wrong and you're not necessarily doing anything wrong, but what happens is, is you wake up late, you don't feel like doing any of the things that you really probably would have wanted to do if you just got a nice six, seven, eight hours of sleep. So you pay the price for that shit. When I was sitting on that balcony, you know, one thing that was really coming through my mind is this is, to me, this is the work of being single. The work of being single is being resilient during these times, right? Being resilient during these times where you are alone, not chasing comfort, not going back to a situation that didn't serve you, right? It's fucking hard to do that. But that's what I'm trying to say is sit with that fucking feeling. Let that shit go. Understand that you're just uncomfortable. It's not something that's going to last forever. You're going to find the right people. You've done it before. And just don't forget that. All right, speaking of which though, I don't know if I fucked up or what the fuck happened to me or what feeling just got into me. And I think, you know what it was? I think it was this going out the last couple days. I think I went out on Thursday and Friday and on Saturday, I was like, you know what? I'm going to stay in and I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to chill. I'm sitting on my uh, couch and... I just remember getting like a really fucking weird, uneasy feeling. And I'm like, fuck. I was like, yo, for some reason I want to call this girl. I don't know why. I Something inside of me makes me feel like I was going back into my avoidant pattern with this situation. Now, I know I've been on this idea and that's what I'm saying. I've been trying to push through this uncomfortable feeling of being alone and validating myself and not allowing somebody to be there to validate me, right? It's just going to be me doing that. But what I'm realizing uh, as I'm sitting there is I'm finding it very hard to really understand why we are not talking. And And I'm like... It, it's strange. It's not, and, and here's the thing. It's not that I was like, okay, I need this girl back because I need to jump into something or a relationship or whatever it is. It was just like, yo, this is somebody that I had such a deep, intimate friendship connection above the sex that 
the fact that we ended over a text message where I didn't really communicate properly exactly the reasons I felt the way that I did, I think it was starting to hit me and it was getting heavier and heavier and heavier every single week. And I, and I told you, this is the reason I've been feeling uncomfortable, right? So I text Jay and I'm like, bro, I'm like, dude, like, I think I'm going to call her. I was like, I don't know why. I just, I just feel like I need to. And he's like, you know, what, bro, he's like, at this point, you've been talking about this for weeks now. He was like, I think it's just better off. You get it out at this juncture. And what we kind of discussed is that either way, whether, wherever the situation goes, you know, whether she completely ignores me or rejects me or rejects my friendship or whatever it is, at least I'd get it out. At least I would get the release that I feel like I've been feeling. And, and maybe I've just been holding in the conversation when I should have just been more open and said something, right? If I'm feeling that way, say something. So I go on my work phone and I call her. Phone rings a lot. She finally answers. And she's like, oh, hi. She's like, how are you? I was like, I'm doing good. A lot of silence at the beginning of the call. I was like, uh, you know, like, how are you feeling? She's like, oh, I'm doing good. You know, just uh, focusing on my work. I was like, hmm. And... I feel like I was just like, I don't know, a lot came out and I was just, I, I kind of just spilled it. And I was just like, listen, like, to be honest, like, I just feel like I cannot not talk to you. I, there's something inside of me that is telling me that this connection, there's something more to it. And I just need to tell you that, right? Like I, I'm feeling that way. I haven't felt good. I've been feeling incredibly uncomfortable, you know, for us to just stop talking like that. It just, it just wasn't the right way. And then I was like, I, I, I just got to be real with you though. Like there's a lot of things that I think you, that was said in the timeline of things that didn't really make me feel good. And I, and I went through those things and I talked about in the last podcast. I was like, you know, you made me feel kind of unsupported there are a lot of times where I feel like you were purposely trying to make me feel jealous or trying to like knock me down or make me feel insecure. She was like, I'm really sorry for that. Like I'm, I didn't recognize that those things I was saying or, or whatever was really hurting you or affecting you like that. And she also went into how like, the last couple of weeks have been more peaceful for her. It was a roller coaster. Um, you know, obviously I made those comments to her about being a uh, gym girl, which is honestly like the timing of that. And the, and the, and even just saying that to somebody is honestly unfair. And I think that there was things said on both sides that we're just dumb. And, and I think what we really discussed was, and, and by the way, this is a four hour conversation. We, 
I, I told her, I was like, listen, like there was just times where, you know, you went away and I didn't really want to do long distance. And I, and I felt like we were rushing into some sort of commitment and then you didn't want to talk to me because you told me like, I told you that I just wanted to be friends while you were away. And that wasn't good enough for you at the time, even though we weren't even really dating. And then it felt like I was like, not like forced, but like in essence, like I was doing something that maybe I didn't really want to do, um, by accepting this, uh, by telling her that I would not emotionally or physically cheat on her. And I, you know what? I was fine with it. Like I, and I was cool with that, but I think this is what happened is I have a rebellious side to me and this opportunity with the, you know, the thing happened where the girl came over late night and I told her at the last minute, Hey, she's coming to pick something up for me. Uh, and then I ended up hanging out with her until like two or 30 in the morning and she was freaking out and she was calling me. And I was like telling her, I was like, maybe in a way that was me trying to test you. Like, yeah, you said that we're not boyfriend, girlfriend, we're not dating, but, and I wouldn't emotionally or physically cheat on you, which I didn't. And you know, that was reality, but maybe I just wanted to show her like, all right, like, but we're still not dating. You know what I mean? It's almost like that move to have that girl over for like two, three hours, even in a friendly way was just almost like, uh, like it is what I wanted to do again. It, it was just happenstance that it just happened to be that late at night. But it was almost like, uh, proving to her, Hey, this is where we're at. You know, it's like setting that boundary of like, oh, well, we're not dating still, you know, and it made her feel really uncomfortable. And we had this long drawn out fight and then we're at odds and then we're, you know, the worst part is, is, and, and I think Jillian Tarecki talks a lot about this. One of my favorite, uh, dating coaches and relationships rarely end over a lack of love. It's, it's usually not that it, both people usually do like each other or love each other. But it's just the the communication. And and we all do this shit, right? Where somebody says something or a partner does something. And because we don't want to say something in the moment because it almost is like, oh, that's me being emotional or it's me being soft or it's me nagging, right? We then indirectly communicate our feelings. What do we do? For me, what is my pattern? My emotional pattern is to um, retreat or to rebel. So for instance, she makes those comments to me over the phone, which are very little. And the comments being like, oh, you know, if you watch that guy's content, then they wouldn't have to do your coaching or, oh, I like his eyes. Like just making comments about other guys, right? To my face, which, you know, like, again, seems kind of small and, and minuscule, but that's what I'm trying to say. It's like, even if it seems minuscule, you have to communicate those things to your partner because sometimes they're not recognizing what they're doing. You know what I mean? Like they're fucking around or they're joking around or they think that they're just being stupid or funny. And and I get it. Trust me. I'm a very easygoing, sarcastic motherfucker. So like that's huge for me. But but in reality, relationships, they do take a conversation of like, yo, that didn't make me feel good. This was the this was the statement or when you said this, that didn't make me feel right. Or, hey, when you said that you weren't going to take me to this event with you, uh, I was like, what the fuck? That hurts my feelings, right? And that's the type of conversations you need to fucking have. And it's the other way around too. It's not even just blaming conversations. And I I help my coaches with this all the time. It's like, if you want something more from your partner, you have to show them what you appreciate. So for instance, I'll give you an example of 
one of my part, one of my coaches, uh, she's in a relationship with this guy who's like a big influencer guy. And their whole issue is, and I think a lot of women face this is he doesn't really show her off. Right. It almost feels like he keeps her hidden, which is a fucking red flag as a motherfucker. Um, like little things, right? Like we'll go to, uh, you know, the club or some event he's invited to and we'll, we'll be like, oh, I'm going to go first and I'll tell you if the code, like, you know, uh, to come later if you could, right? Let me go first by myself or, oh, I'm going to go do this thing and like, you know, or he's at the barber shop and he's like, oh, let's, let's sit outside, right? In front of certain people, you act a certain way, right? Oh, I'm not going to hold her hand. I'm going to act like we're just homies in front of X, Y, and Z, right? So she doesn't feel seen. She doesn't feel like he's taking pride in her. And the thing is, you could have a blaming conversation like, you don't show me off, blah, blah, blah. And yes, that might cause this friction, right? You can't blame because blame is going gonna, is gonna to cause that friction, right? That's where the defensiveness comes in, right? You're doing something wrong. It's No, it's got to be us against the problem. So, But if you want to enhance the things that you want in a relationship, it's about showing your partner what you appreciate. So when they do something along the lines of what you like, so for instance, um he invited her out to this thing and they went and they had a really good time. Um, and she felt very seen in that moment. She felt very identified. You know what I mean? As her man. And I was like, yo, express to him, say, Hey, I thank you for inviting me out tonight. That really makes me feel good when you invite me to these things. It really makes me feel good when you post those things. Wow. Thank you so much. Like you understand what I'm saying? Show the appreciation for the things that you want. And that's how your partner learns and understands your boundaries in a non-negative way, right? Instead of blaming him in the moment, appreciate it when it does actually happen. And that way you guys could build a little bit of stronger uh, communication. But again, this is what I'm talking about in general though, is that uh, a lot of these relationships, it's not that these people don't want to do these things for you, right? It's not that, here's the thing, what I realized and I recognized with this girl is after having this conversation, bro, this, this girl fucking loves me, you know? Like, if you really look at it and like, that's why I like, you know, I sat here last week and, and I'm, I'm saying all this stuff that she has no self-awareness and shit. But like, to be honest, it's, it's partially on me for not communicating a lot of my feelings and not telling her what made me not feel good, you know? Uh, because when I did and I had the actual conversation with her, she was apologetic. She was aware. Hey, I won't do that anymore in the future to you. Hey, I didn't realize that that hurt your feelings. But not only that, you know, you recognize and, and when I look back at the relationship and, and when I hear her side of things too and how it went down from her perception, you know, we're talking about a person that I didn't make the effort to go see her. She was flying here every week on her dime. <laughs> I wasn't even paying for it. You know, like she was showing up for me. She was sending me coffee to my door. And I think that's why I felt so fucking uncomfortable. I was like, yo, I really gave up this person that was just loving me wholly and completely and just with so much depth over dumb little fucking comments, which at the end of the day, like, yes, is it a big deal? And yes, do they, do they need to be said? Yeah, they do. But it's communication. If you want a relationship, this is the work. Um, and especially if you want something good. And here's the thing, I, I, you know, this conversation that I had with her, it was really just more or less like, yo, like, our friendship is really important to me and I'm not sure. And she was like, you know, I'm not, you know, she's very skeptical, right? She's like, I'm not sure like how I feel. I think I want to be single for a little bit. And 
just relax. I'm like, you know, no problem. Take your time. I'm not, I wasn't looking for her to be like, oh, you know, I want to be with you. It was more or less just like me clearing my chest of like, yo, this is what bothered me. We went too fast. Can we just be in each other's lives and be a positive energy and presence? And it was honestly a really good conversation. And I guess moral of the story is this is if you ever have a conversation looming or you're feeling uncomfortable, uh, uncomfortable about a relationship or something, have the fucking conversation, have the courage to be the one that takes the vulnerable step. She wasn't going to call me. Although she did say that she was, she was potentially going to be in Scottsdale this weekend and her boss changed at the last minute. But if she was in Scottsdale, she was going to send me her location. So she was actually going to communicate with me that actual weekend or this weekend. And it just never actually uh, came to fruition. And then it's weird because I called her. So it's weird how that energy we both felt at, right? You know, and especially from, and I don't know if this is just me being me, but... I think when it's from guy to girl, you know, and you let that girl away or you let her go away, and I'm speaking to the men here, don't be afraid to have that conversation, you know, uh, if you're serious about actually being her friend and if you're really serious about being positive in her life, you know, don't do it if you're just looking for some comfort. Uh, because the other side of the, the coin is you don't want to put them in a position where you say something like, because I've done that a lot to girls too, where you know, back in the day, uh, my ex, I remember we used to get into these huge fights and, you know, I broke up with her crying, took her to the bus stop long distance. She'd go home. She'd block me on everything. And I remember I sent her this email, like, you're my soulmate, blah, blah, blah. Like, I love you. Come back, get her back on the hook. And, you know, a month or two later, it's the same fucking thing. And, and sometimes that it does actually happen. Um, you know, where things don't really work out and it's cyclical. And I think it's case by case. I think if you've been dating for years and, uh, you know, it's case by case. Because here's the thing. Why the relationship ended, you have to get really smart on, right? Is it really because you guys are fundamentally so fucking different? Or was it a lack of communication? Was it, oh, like we actually just didn't talk through our problems clearly enough. I didn't understand what you needed. I didn't understand um, how to treat you better. And like I said, that's why a lot of relationships really end. It's not. It's not that the other, both parties are not willing to do the little things. It's just that we sometimes don't know what they are. Then we have these all microaggressions against each other. We start shitting on each other because we're in fear of each other. Uh, and neither one wants to get hurt. No one wants to lose the power. It's a fucking ego game. And to be honest, that's what it was for me, right? When I'm not talking to this girl, it's ego. I'm afraid that I, I, if I turn around and say something, that she's not going to accept it or she's not going to accept me. And you got to relinquish that too. You know, you got to let go of that. Because if they're meant to be in your life, like things will work out in the end. That's what I'm saying. With her too, it's like, yo, if we're meant to be, and that's the hard part, she's long distance, right? So it's like, bro, where do we go from here? Um, I think she wants to see me. I think, I don't know, I'm I'm willing to see it through or or to spend that time with her and be her friend and be in her life and see if we make sense because we just weren't at that juncture yet. And I think that was what I was saying in the last podcast is I just didn't have enough information. Let's actually hang out. Let's let's get in the capacity of seeing each other and, and having better communication. Was it truly something that we are actually fundamentally so different or was it because of 
this avoidant pattern that I tend to have, which is I'm a rebel. And my mom was telling me this. I was telling her on the phone. She's like, Chris, when something goes wrong, you just have a tendency to just say, fuck it. Uh, She was telling me about how like, just like growing up in school, if a teacher didn't like me or would kick me out of class, I would purposely then fail the test. I would purposely then just fucking bomb everything and self-sabotage myself in retaliation to their bullshit. And I mean, I did it all the time. Uh, I, I broke the record for most attentions in my high school in three years. And there hit a point where I had so many detentions that they gave me a Saturday detention, which is I had to come to my high school on a Saturday and clean my high school, the lockers, like wiping the lockers down from like eight to like three by myself to try to erase the amount of detentions that I have because by the end of the school year, I would have had double. (laughs) And like, I just remember being in that and then I'm like fucking around, even in the detention, the super, they called it super detention. I think it was custom made for me. I was like spraying the fucking bottle at the other like person or the other kid that was doing it with me and they kicked me out of super detention. They sent me home and then I ended up getting suspended. (laughs) So my point is, is like when shit hits the fan, I'm the type of person to be like, well, fuck this. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm fucking out dog. Fuck you and the whole system. My mom was like, yo, when I used to punish you, you used to just fucking want to get punished even harder. So you'd go to your room and you start fucking just doing a bunch of more shit. You just keep getting, when you get in trouble or like when something goes wrong or you don't like something, you triple down and I squash. And it's the same thing in relationships. I'm so quick to pull the trigger, you know, little things that bother me. I'm like, ah, fuck it. I'm out. Fuck all this shit. I could do it on my own. Probably also comes from the fact that I have divorced parents and just everything is so fucking hyper-independent, right? And then that's the society we live in too. It's all this hyper-independent shit. Like we don't need no one. And, you know, to a degree, I love my independence. I love my alone time. That's never going to go away. I, I do want to validate myself. I don't want to, like I said, I, I love sitting with that feeling that other people can't, which is like, that fear of being alone, the fear of doing something that no one else will. I crave that. But at the same time, it's it's to this point that I really push a lot, a lot of great things away from me. And I guess to summarize like the, the story, um, this is like the text I sent to her today and this wrapped it up. Also, I will say this. Um, we did have phone sex. <laughs> Again. <laughs> on FaceTime. That was pretty hot. You know, I was, uh, I was down. She has fake titties now too. So that's pretty cool. Um, anyways, uh, this is what I said to her. And and I guess this pretty much summarizes like, I guess what I was feeling. Um, I was like, thanks for taking the time to talk to me yesterday. I was like, I want to be in your life. I was like, things will fall into place as they're meant to be. I was like, my promise is that I'll be less selfish, more patient and better communicating, especially if something is bothering me. I've run away from a lot of good things in my life and I don't want to do that anymore. I was like, you are special and I want to enhance your happiness and support you like you have me. Um, like I said, where that road leads, it doesn't even fucking matter. Just how I was talking about in the beginning, like life is circulation. Um, 
what's meant to happen is going to happen for you at all times. And we get so caught up in the weeds of trying to be these things or trying to measure everything, getting that next level of income, getting that next item. We live in a society now where we thrive off the gratification of the future. So what that means is think about everything you do in your life and it could be small or large. So small would be like, think about how in every day of your life, it's always like thinking about the next event or you ever gone to a festival or a show and you're sitting there, you're fucking raging and then you're like, oh yeah, what's the next set? What's the next stage? Everything's always like, all right, but like where to next? Or, oh, I have this birthday coming up this week. I can't fucking wait. What's wrong with the moment right now? You know what I mean? There is so much beauty. There's so much uh, amazing shit that is happening right here in this moment, right this moment. You know what I mean? Right now. Even when you're at the gym, even when you're driving your car, even when you're walking around, even when you wake up, even when you're making breakfast, even when you're brushing your teeth, even when you're just doing little shit. Like that, that is life. You know what I mean? Like that is, bro, the fact that we're fucking doing any of this shit. What the fuck is this shit? You know what I'm saying? Anything. Think about the world. What the fuck is this shit? You know, what are these objects? What are... We're fucking just animals. What the fuck is an animal? What is the point of earth? Enjoy the fucking movie. Enjoy the fucking ride, dog. Just fucking sit down, shut the fuck up, put your seatbelt in, and relax. Why don't we just sit there like it's the... You ever been to Disney World? You ever you ever, you ever ever rode the, the ride? It's a small world, right? It. Oh, man, do I not know this song? That's embarrassing. Uh... Oh, I know it. It's a small world after all. And you're just sitting in this little thing. You're like in a boat. Uh, and you're just drifting at maybe three miles per hour. And it kind of just like feels like you're floating. You know, there's little kids that are enjoying everything. You're just like, yo, this is fucking stupid as hell. But it's not. It's fucking not. My whole point is your life is kind of you on that boat going two miles per hour. Let it be that. Just float. Someone comes into your life, great. Someone exits your life, cool. You know, you find love, you get love, you make money, you do this, fuck that. I'm, uh, my whole point is stop living for tomorrow. Stop, stop thinking that it's coming elsewhere. Just enjoy here. All right. Let's get to some of the questions and then we will wrap this fucking thing straight up. First one was thoughts on a single person dating somebody with kids. Uh, what thoughts should I have on that? And, and and the reason I say that is like, who gives a fuck if somebody has kids or, or not? If, if you like them, you like them. It shouldn't matter if they have kids. Now, me personally, I think there was another question that said, God damn it, there's something in my fucking eye. There's another question that said, would I date a single mom? And to be honest, it's like, I think I'm at the point in my life where it would be like, maybe. And the reason I say maybe is like, ideally, no. But like, if she's some fucking rock star, and we have some great ass connection, and not a rock star as in like, she's fucking cloudy. You know what I mean? Like she's not like popular or some shit, 
no, like if, if she's just so fucking funny and just so fucking chill and we have just the same energy and the same vibe and she just happens to have a little fucking three-year-old, whatever, man. <laughs> I don't mind being a fucking stepdad from afar. But like also like, damn, I don't want to be a fucking stepdad, bro. Like I don't want that. I want my child to come from the woman and it be her only child. You know what I mean? Like, that's like a dream of mine to have my DNA running around. And I don't know. I do want kids at some point. I want a lot of kids. I feel like I'm gonna be like an awesome fucking dad. Uh, are you a conservative? Fuck no. And I'm not a fucking liberal either. I'm a moderate. Actually, I'm a, I don't give a fuck. Like I really, I can't tell you how much I don't give a fuck about politics. Like zero amount. Don't talk to me about it. Don't bring it up around. I mean, you could, but I'm just going to sit there and question you and I'm just going to keep asking you questions and you're going to have some answers for it. But then I'm going to think to myself, I'm like, this is so irrelevant to my moment that I'm having right now. The only way that I'll care about politics is if I feel like it's ruining my present moment. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's not going to happen. I could live anywhere. I could live under any circumstances. Republican, liberal, I don't give a fuck. Do I have some views on some shit? I guess I do. I don't know. I fuck with abortions, you know, just because of my fucking negligence. And also, I'm like, bro, it's not a fucking life. Like, bro, come on. I mean, yeah, I guess at some point it is, right? Like, fucking, they have semesters in there or something. But, like, I... Like, fiscal policy? Like, come on. You think I'm reading about that? Fuck no. I'm reading about baseball and football. Like, I, I don't need to, like, know what fucking Biden or Trump are arguing about. I don't give two dicks. And first off, I don't even believe in parties and in extremism. I'm like, bro, how do you not... This is what I never understood. Why can't you switch parties? Why are political parties like baseball teams? Why are why are they like sports teams? Because here's the thing. If you if you're a citizen of a country, right? Wouldn't you want to be totally objective to the facts that you see every 4 years? And like I get like the policy kind of carries over, right? Like, you know, Republicans are more fucking I don't know, conservative fiscally or some shit. I I, I couldn't even tell you. But my whole point is, is like, bro, fuck picking like a side and sticking with it forever. Why don't you stay in the middle and then pick the better side when you see the better side that year? It shouldn't be like a sports team that you root for every year. That to me is fucking strange. It's politics. It's policy. Doesn't the policy shift? Doesn't the candidates shift? Why are you picking the same one every year? Fucking blows my mind. Um, <clears throat> advice on approaching a girl you don't know. This is my forte, brother. Uh, I'll tell you the sauce. Here's the sauce. First, don't make a comment that is sexual or about her physical body. The easy way to just catch an L. Uh, to me, it's also about timing. And you got to know the moment, right? 
and, and you got to understand the environment. There's a lot that goes into this, okay? So I'll give you two examples. Uh, let's do the gym. I'll do a coffee shop, and then I'll do somewhere in public, let's say a mall. So let's talk about the gym, right? Let's say I was to pick up a girl at the gym. Uh, more than likely, I'm going to see her multiple times, right? So that means I could play a little bit of a longer game. Now, if you're in a coffee shop, you're in the mall, you got one shot, one opportunity, you better make the most of it, right? But with the gym, you could be a little bit more conservative. Um, and the other thing is too, is like there's different rules for different environments, right? So like the biggest thing when it comes to like women is it really is about getting them at the right time. It has to feel natural and in the moment. And a lot of guys rush it. And I understand like you're eager, for instance, you know, in the gym, right? Like if a girl's in the middle of her set and I'm and I'm nowhere near her in the gym, I'm not going to walk up to her and just start fucking having a conversation. Go, you're at the gym, you're doing your shit, get your shit done. Now, if we happen to be next to each other at the water fountain or you happen to walk right by me or I happen to be standing right next to you stretching in the stretching area or we happen to be near the front desk at the same time and I open the door for you or something, ideal timing, right? Natural. Hey, how you doing? Uh, and start off with something simple. All you have to do is make a comment about something that they're wearing or something that they're doing. Don't ever make a comment about their physical attraction. You don't have to because then you could keep it kind of friendly, but you got to have the sauce because they, here's the thing. If you're talking to them and you're getting them in a one-on-one -on -one conversation, they have an idea, but that's the thing is it brings mystery, right? If you are just walk up to a girl in the gym, you're like, damn, you're so beautiful. Like, yo, can I get your number? It's just, it's just brute. It's just, it's just a lot. You know what I mean? It, like, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. There might be a girl that is down with that. But my whole point is take the situation that I just like was in the other day. Girl walked kind of near me. She went back to the bands and I'm standing next to them. She has like these cool looking socks on. I was like, hey, I really like your socks. And she takes her headphone out. She's like, what? I was like, oh, I really like your socks. She's like, oh, you know, I, you know, I bought them here and blah, blah. Now we're in a conversation. Has nothing to do with sex. Has nothing to do with her physical appearance. And we're now we're just friendly. And we're on the same level. You understand what I'm saying? And it's a lot better than being the guy that's just like, that looks confident. It's calm. It's, that's what I'm saying. You want to talk about the confidence podcast, right? Um, this is what it's about, right? It, it's, it's not, it's short, it's concise, it's, it's no pressure. And that's what it is. It's a no pressure conversation. It's very easy. Oh, that's funny. Like, oh, that's crazy. All right. Well, you know, enjoy your workout. Like I'll see you pretty soon. You don't even need to close if you don't really want to because you might see her again. But now that you've made that contact, what's going to happen the next time you come into the gym? Oh, hey, how you doing? Like, how's everything? Oh, I'm good. Build on the conversation. Build on the conversation. Uh, and then at some point, you could just be like, hey, like, yo, can I get your Instagram? Uh, I would love to, like, you know, see your page or, like, I'm interested to see your story. Um, and you could keep it something simple. I, I don't really go for numbers a lot anymore because I just I feel like you don't need to. Um, a number is really for like a girl that like, I'm really fucking like super excited about, like, I know I'm going to take your ass to dinner, like off the jump, you know? And that's more for like, to me again, environment matters. If I'm at the, if I'm at the club or the bar and we've been chatting it up for like 20, 30 minutes, that's a number situation. But if I've talked to you for less than five minutes, I'm not asking for your number. I'll do the, the social media. It's a lot different. And that's what I'm trying to say. There's a lot of, there's a lot of finesse to this. Uh, 
But anyways, make a comment not about their physical appearance. Just make it friendly, keep it light and concise, right? After a little while of conversation, especially at the gym, let her go work out. Be like, all right, like, like you know, I don't want to disturb your workout. Like, be respectful. You know what I mean? Show her that you're respectful and that you got manners and that you're willing to give her her space. Personal space is very important too. Like, you know, just just being real, eye contact, little things like that. Um, but yeah, then just ask for like Instagram and, you know, you're on your way. Then you just build the rapport over time, right? Send the DM every once in a while. Talk to her in the gym every once in a while. Then at some point, ask her to do something, right? Hey, like, would you want to go to lunch? I'd love to like take you out. Coffee shop, different, right? Again, people are working. So uh, you could do two things. Uh, in the coffee shops, I like to write a letter. Um, you know, in a setting where it's silent or more quiet, you could use writing. Hey, like, I just thought you were really cute. And this is a time where you could actually like do that because you're going for the kill immediately. If you're going for the kill immediately, feel free. Uh, hey, you're really beautiful. I just noticed you. Uh, my name's Chris. I don't leave my number or my Instagram. Do not leave any contact information on the first note. And I'll tell you why. Because then it seems like you're just making the comment just to be nice. Instead of it being it's so intentional, then she has the option whether or not she will provide you either a note back or will give you her number. You understand what I'm saying? But you've now set the stage, right? And you were confident enough to say something and, and be playful. Give her a note, right? Hand her a note. Um, and then, oh, where's the last place? I said coffee shop, gym, and then like the mall. Like Those are the hardest ones, right? The bar, the club, or the mall. Mall, I guess, is the hardest because you're not there to fucking party. You're literally there to buy clothes. But literally, it's it's just about walking up next to somebody and you got to shoot your shot. Just say something. It's hard because like sometimes you just got to be clever and a little funny, but just like little things like, like, oh, do you like get this bag here? Like, oh, is this the right entrance? I, yeah, I didn't. Oh, is, is here? Do you shop here a lot? Are you shopping for your boyfriend? Don't Don't lie to me. Come on. Tell me the truth. All right, where is he? You're here alone? I'm not trying to say that because I'm trying to kill you. I mean, I could. <laughs> See what I'm saying? It's just like little things like that, like little witty banter fucking statements. Again, not like, I want to sit there and jack you off. You know what I mean? Like, oh my God, your fucking titties are so fat. Please, like, can I have your number? You got to have suave. And it, it, to me, it's about being calm. If it, It's about a, a calm... You, you got to make her feel safe. That, that is the critical piece with any woman. The more you make her feel comfortable in the moment, the easier it is for her to talk to you, the more that she's going to like you. You know, the more that you could knock down her walls with a little bit of banter or a little bit of cleverness or funniness. You don't even necessarily need to be funny. You just need to be calm. Like, it, that's what it is. A lot of people, like, your your heart is beating so fast that you, like, say something and you're just so flustered and you're just trying to get the objective when the objective should just be create the connection. I'm going to create a connection here. I'm going to see if, like, okay, and then at the end of the, okay, I will say this. There's a lot of people that create the connection. They'll have a little bit of a moment. You guys will talk. Let's say it's, you know, let me, let's say you're ordering Starbucks coffee or something, right? And, you know, you're in there, her coffee gets called and you guys are next to each other like oh you need a straw like bro it's little simple shit like that oh you need a straw no i'm good like oh well your ponytail looks really good today so i hope you have a really good day what kind of coffee did you get you understand what i'm saying you're just asking questions you're just kind of giving them a little bit of flavor and then at some point be like yo uh like do you have instagram i would love to add you 
what person is going to fucking say no to that? It's your social media. You know what I mean? It's so, it's so uh, non-committal. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's so chill. But, but that, is the, that is the last part of the information is you need to get the contact information. So many people, they have these good conversations, even if they're small. Ask for the information. I had to remind my girlfriend the other day. We we're in the fucking bar. She's talking to this guy. And I was like, oh, we're all leaving the bar. And I'm like, yo, uh, get, his, get his information. She's like, oh, I, you know, and then she like, hand, she takes out her phone. She hands it to the guy. I'm like, there's so many times you have this conversation with people and, and, and you don't ask for the information, bro, exchange the number exchange. What? That's it. Simple. Hey, can I add you? Do you mind? Not fucking Snapchat motherfucker. All right. Not Snapchat, not fucking Snapchat, Instagram or fucking phone number. Pick one and go with it. Again, if you're having a long conversation and it's, and it's high value phone number. If you don't know them that well and it's a pretty light moment, go Instagram. That's my advice to you. All right. Uh, last question here. Can I spark a physical attraction in someone who used to see me that way but no longer does? So he used to think you were attractive or you guys used to have some romance, but he no longer does. How do I spark that physical attraction? All right, baby girl, get them titties plumped. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, I feel like, okay, if there's a girl that I, I, I was with and then I, again, I don't, I don't know if you, I, I don't know if it's a, a loss of physical attraction usually. I feel like what that is is just like I'm not really that interested. You know what I'm saying? So I think what you're really trying to say is how do I get a guy more interested? And I would sit there and tell you is, A, why are you ever trying to force or coerce somebody into liking you. That's your, that's your number one mistake right there. To me, think about that. That move in itself is showing you the hierarchy in the relationship. If you valued yourself as much as he valued him, you wouldn't worry about getting his attention again. You would worry about bossing yourself up. And if he happened to just give you attention again, so be it. But you almost putting that energy out there that you need to get his attention. What do you think is going to happen? The best way I could relate that is, uh, have you ever tried to be funny? Is it ever really funny when you're trying to be funny? No. And it's the same thing with guys or people or relationships. If you ever trying to get them to like you, do they ever really like you in the end? No, they don't. Because they feel that coercion. It's like a, it's like a salesman. It's like a car salesman. When they start fucking talking to you and you're like, Bro, you're, you're trying to sell me something. I don't trust you. You know what I mean? The same thing. Like, that's what you're doing. You're trying to sell yourself to someone. Stop fucking, don't do that shit. What you really need to do is, you know, work on your damn self. You want to be more physically attractive to him. Uh, why don't you eat a damn healthy meal and, and take, your, take your ass to the gym? I don't know. Get a fucking boob job. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Don't do that. But you know what I'm saying? Like, what, what do you mean? Right? The, the steps to me are very simple, but the fact that you are doing that from an external motivator, that to me is already the issue right there. Your motivation is not internal, and that's why it doesn't last that long. And and that this is the problem with most people. Is when you're when you're motivated externally, and what I mean by that is if you're ex, if you're motivated by fame, if you're motivated by money, if you're motivated by somebody else, if you're motivated by anything else other than it being what you want to do and being how you want to be, it's never going to last. It's never going to last. 
So what I would say for this question is, is if you are feeling like you're trying to get somebody to like you, stop trying. Start loving yourself. Start working on yourself. And hey, you will start to see miracles will fucking happen. All right. Well, I got to go. I love you guys. Um, namaste. Do the things that make you happy. I love you.